Welcome back. Welcome to another episode of the Guys Telling Stories podcast. I'm Richard Douglas. I'm Bill Easton. Sean, the producer. All right. Hey, Bill, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Sean, how you Great doing? Great day. Doing pretty well, man. Got a new job, burning the midnight oil. Everything's all right. Oh, nice, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. Aren't you doing a uh, triathlon or something coming up? Yeah, tomorrow morning. Uh, pretty nervous. He's an athlete, folks. I thought this was your only job. <laughs> no, he's, an, he's running marathons and triathletes. He's more fit than we are. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Who isn't? All right. Well, you know what, guys? I'm ready for some football, and I'm ready for our guest today, Joe Licata. But before we get to that... Oh, yeah. Guys, thank you so much for going to our website and clicking on the Amazon link when you do your online shopping. It gives us a cut of everything that you buy. Uh, also, um, got a couple messages. People are buying the shirts. I love seeing those shirts out. They're beautiful. Yep. They are nice-looking shirts. And I, and I like them on the girls, too. We got the uh, girls' ones, the kids' ones, and... Uh, I've yet to see a little baby in a guy's town store's well, t-shirt. Oh, you might. Coming down the pipeline, shirts for your dog. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? Buy a baby shirt then, and let's put it on a dog. Uh, great idea, guys. And uh, thanks for following us and tweeting at us. And uh, thank you for uh, for everything that you're doing for us. We love, we, love, uh, we love your feedback. We love hearing from you. So uh, keep it up. All right, boys. What do you got at, uh, for try at home this week? You want to go first? Uh, no, I like it when you go first. <laughs> I always go first. All I right. I got a slam ball, spike ball, I think it's actually called. Uh, basically, it is a two or four person game, spike ball. There's a little trampoline and a small little volleyball type thing. And you serve it, and then you get to try to spike it past your opponent on the other side. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun. It's I'm it laughing, gets you sweaty. Uh, Bill, I'm laughing because it is a workout. Yeah, it is a workout. You're running around. You're like you're basically <laughs> spiking the ball into this like little net that looks like a trampoline. And man, you can just send somebody running. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's fun. fun. Uh, well, just a reminder that all of these products are available on our website under the Try at Home tab. So if you like what you hear, you want to have some fun with this stuff, head to our website and click on the Check It Out button. What do you got, Rich? All right, Bill. You know what? We're hoping to get a few more Facebook likes. And for my try at home this week, I'm feeling a little generous. I want to offer one of our short story specials for free. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Not normal for this segment, but go ahead. <laughs> well, we want everybody out there to try one. And after we recorded with Joe Licata, he told us the bonus story. It's funny. It is funny. It's about chicken wings. And it's free. That's right. Uh, normally, these short story specials are episodes that are on our donation page. Most of the time, people head to our website and click on the support the show link. And for a donation to kind of help keep the podcast going, we offer them some bonus content. But this short story, Joe Licata's short story special, is free. All you need to do is head on over to our Facebook page, Like Guys Telling Stories, and the short story special is posted there for free. And enjoy. Cool. All right, let's get to our guest, Joe Licata. Joe Licata. Hell yeah. We are uh, going to talk to Joe about his journey from, actually more of a transition, trying to transition from a NCAA Division I starting quarterback to a uh, pro quarterback. He has uh, had a tryout and, and was playing uh, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals this preseason. And basically, we're going to ask him about how, you know, his whole life before then, how the training, everything, his family, what 
the motivation is, what drives him to do this, and obviously we held this one for a little while, Rich. Yeah, we recorded in the off-season at a local restaurant. It was great to meet him. He's a real stand-up guy, and he tells some really great stories. For those of you who aren't as familiar with uh, Joe, Joe is the most decorated high school quarterback in Western New York history. He went on to play Division One football for the University at Buffalo, and by the end of his college career, he held the records for career records for passing yards and passing touchdowns. And so we met him in the offseason. The episode you're about to hear was right around the time he was getting some workouts for other teams. You know, when we did speak with him, he's such a great guy, and he, he tells some really interesting stories because there's a lot of people out there, kids out there, they're looking to become a professional athlete. I mean, what do you want to be when you grow up? A basketball player, a football player, the, the, the starting quarterback. And and you know what? Joe was the starting quarterback, and uh, and he had his name on, the, on an NFL jersey. And I got a feeling his journey's not over, and we look forward to keeping up with him. But, you know, without further ado, let's uh, – Let's get it going. Yeah, let's get to Joe's episode. Joe, thanks for doing the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, it's a pretty big deal here. You know, we're we're right by the uh, University of Buffalo campus, and uh, I know you just finished up basically your college career. But before we get too far into that, I know people like to follow you on, on social media. You want to give uh, some plugs <laughs> where they can... Uh, kind of follow you on Instagram, Twitter, yeah, all my, that? Uh, my uh, Twitter, Instagram, everything is at Joe Licata 16. Okay. So it's just my name and, and my number. Yeah, I know, uh, Bill, you were mentioning that sometimes these athletes have, uh, like, rules, like NCAA rules. You can't mm-hmm. talk about this, post about that, yeah. check in here. So, you know, you can finally tell people where to follow you, and they, I'm sure you'll get a little we, bit of a boost, hopefully. We can yeah. give them a gift now, too. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know any of these we rules. Can, I'll, buy, what do you drink? I'll buy your drink. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll do a little uh, introduction by maybe bringing people back to the past, Joe. You know, um, take us to wherever your path begins. Well, when I was a kid, I wanted to be six foot six and bald <laughs> to be like Michael Jordan. Uh, MJ. Yeah. He's one of big, my favorites, too. Big MJ fan. Uh, you know, when I was born, my I think my dad just handed me a basketball right away. He was a basketball coach. Yeah. Pretty successful one, actually. Uh, coach at the high school level and college level. Okay. Um, won a state title at Turner Carroll, actually. Coaching. Okay. Cool. So you know that was always my. I, I thought I was I was destined to play in the NBA. I know. I mean, I was I was amazing at basketball in seventh grade. Oh yeah. Now all of a sudden, kids start <clears throat> growing a little taller in eighth grade, and then by ninth grade, I was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't keep growing, I know what you mean. Oh, that's that was that was my favorite sport though growing up. You were pretty good at it. I, I was well, decent. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I was, I was decent. I could shoot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could shoot it. I had a couple looks to come and play in college, but uh, you know. It, uh, coach, when I was when I was a sophomore, or fr- I think a freshman in high school, uh, our JV coach was Tim Delaney, who's now the head coach at South Park High School. Oh, cool! And uh, Craig Krasanski is our varsity coach at, over at Will South. Uh, you know, they kind of sat me down and were like, Are they, "How many six-two uh, shooting guards you see in the NBA?" None. Like, not <laughs> well, not really. Know. Oh, there's Steph Curry, but yeah, I was about you know, to say, more, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I was like, he's like, hey, you see a lot of six-two uh, quarterbacks playing in the NFL on Sundays. So then I was like, oh, all right, you know, wow. maybe I should focus on uh, on football a little bit more. So how old were you when this was going? That was like my freshman year. I started getting real serious about football probably around my sophomore year. Okay, okay. Because I know, like, I don't know for you, Bill, but, like, that's when I first started playing football. Yeah. I, and, I, and I played, but, I mean, I never played, like, and followed a playbook. I never played and had, like, you know, like a coach. So all of a sudden, you know, you, you get these guys telling you what you're supposed to do and how to do it. <laughs> you, you listen to them, but it doesn't mean you're going to be any good at it. Right. You know? I didn't have anything like that. The first real coach I had for soccer was West Virginia. Up until then, 
uh, head coaches that were very serious about training and conditioning and being fit, which was the only reason I even got to go to West Virginia. Uh, but when I got there, it was a whole different world as far as everything that you did, where your hips were, where, how you moved. Mm -hmm. And it just it blew my mind. So all the little details. All the crazy. little details were it's crazy. So did you get any of that coaching, like in high school? For yeah. So, oh, uh, really? Okay. <clears throat> uh, Coach Kurzansky, um, brilliant, brilliant offensive mind. But quarterback's kind of a different position. You know, it, you, you have to have played the position to really coach it and fine-tune it. And, and uh, Coach Kurzansky was, you know, open enough to let me go work with, with someone else um, on quarterback-specific stuff. I got, cool. Yeah, a guy by the name of Jim Kubiak, who, ended, who played at Navy. Broke all of Roger Staubach's records there. Oh, yeah. And he'll hold every single record at Navy forever because they don't throw the ball anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he bounced around in the league for a little bit. Played a little bit of arena ball. But, you know, I had a chance to work with him in high school and, and through college and, and um, working with him now, actually. And yeah. He's helped me out a lot. Cool. Yeah, so I guess for me, high school life was, you know, going to classes and then, like, trying to change real quick, maybe eat a snack and then maybe go to practice. Yeah. Was daily life anything like that for you? Or yeah, was... pretty much. Uh, we, you know, we transitioned from football to basketball, then to baseball. So, you know, all three seasons we were doing something. And, and it, the cool part about, uh, you know, playing public school, at least, is you grew up with everyone. No, I know what you mean. It's kind of special to have a group of friends that you're growing up with and then all of a sudden you have some athletic success with them. Yeah. Because, again, I'm talking about my, my football career, but um, the team that I played on had not won a game in two years. Oh. And so all of a sudden I joined the varsity football team. I'm like, I'm, we're going to win a game. No, we didn't win a game. <laughs> we, 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 lost, we lost eight games. That teaches you some character, really some integrity, because it's not like you're not trying. In practice, you're breaking – you know, every handoff for a touchdown, you're catching every <laughs> ball, you know, but then you get out there. And I remember, man, one of our opening games, we lost like 52 to nothing. Oh, and geez. everyone's crying in the locker rooms <laughs> after. So on the flip side, you had some success with that. Well, in, in <clears throat> prior to 2008, I think, when, when Kurzansky got the job at South, they had never won more than two games since mm -hmm. like 1999 at South. Wow. So it was brutal. I used to go to games. I saw them win two games. One of them was two to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like they were bad. They were really bad. And then Krasansky took over, and, and they won, I think, three games his first year. And then after that, we were winning. You know, we went 9-1 and one my senior year. So it was uh, – you know, he did a great job turning the program around. But Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. You yes. need to be a good team too. I, I, if you're a good player, you're a great quarterback. If you're the same quarterback surrounded by a team and you go 1-8, and eight, you may not even be here. No, you may not have anybody come look at you because of the record. Yeah, exactly. I was, you know, I was really lucky. I, I grew up down the street from a kid named Phil Stasiak, who was our all-time leading scorer in basketball and and our all-time leading receiver in football. You know, he was one of my best friends growing up. And then we played a guy named Mark Coppola, who was uh, ended up playing basketball at Damon, set every assist record there. And Kevin O'Connell was our other receiver and other guy we played basketball with. So us. That's you know, cool. us four kind of played basketball and football together. And, you know, I was throwing it to them in, in football, and then they were, you know, hitting me on the outside in, in basketball. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. That's, that makes for a good, like, uh, a good couple of months of school. Yeah, it really – it was awesome. It yeah. was awesome. You still stay in touch with those guys at oh, all? Oh, yeah. Or? Yeah, uh, Mark, Phil, and I actually just played basketball this past weekend. Nice. Yeah, I still hang out with all of them. It's kind of cool seeing the dynamic of your, your high school buddies meeting your college buddies and them getting along. Yeah, uh, you it doesn't know, always work that way. It doesn't, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I had a lot of good buddies in, in high school and college that, uh, 
you know, they all get along and we all have a good time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, so I, um, I was thinking back, you mentioned uh, like a lot of uh, coaches that maybe gave you like, you know, some inspiration to say, hey, maybe it's time to start focusing on football a little yeah. bit more. But, you know, what was one of those first steps where you decided to, you know, kind of focus on football 100 percent as opposed yeah. to, say, other things, right. baseball? Yeah, see, uh, I, like I said, I always loved basketball and I thought for sure I was going to go Division One basketball. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I had that conversation my freshman year, kind of opened up my eyes a little bit. I started really loving football. And then my sophomore year, I started on the varsity, and uh, we're we're pretty decent. We've I think we've won five games at this point. We're going in the last game of the season uh, against Williamsville East. And like I said, I went to Williamsville South, and and Williamsville East was bad. They were like one in five or one in six, something like that. They were really bad coming into the game, and we were supposed to blow them out. Yeah. And uh, you know, I had one of those games that you never want to have. I threw five interceptions. Wow. And we okay. lost we lost the game 14 to seven. And uh, it was a Friday night. I was I was embarrassed. And then the next morning, I kind of woke up, and I remember just like wishing that, that was a dream, a bad dream. But you know, it was it was reality. And and from then on, I kind of just made the decision that I'm never gonna let something like that happen again. And uh, it was a new challenge in my life, and I really, you know, accepted that challenge and wanted to play at the highest level I could play at. Yeah, probably a good time for that to happen then. Yeah, my sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah. But since then, I haven't thrown five in one game come close but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know for for myself included I I don't know what it's like and maybe Bill you can talk to this a little bit like once you're done with high school and you start to do sports in college especially division one college it probably takes on a life of its own meaning it's not for a season there's no season it might be full-time oh it, it completely is it yeah. really is the whole student-athlete thing is an interesting uh, dynamic yeah you know well, you know when you when you're in college and and you decide to go out for the team I don't even know yeah. if you would call it that what what was one of the first obstacles or defeats that you came across like well you you walk in and and everyone in that locker room is the best player in their high school's history you know they're they're all conference they're all state whatever they're at but then we you know we all come together and and you're not the man anymore yeah uh you're not the big dog you know and a lot of guys struggle with that and uh, so it's kind of – it shoots you right back down to, to the beginning. You feel like you're a freshman in, in high school all over again trying to prove yourself. And then once you get more comfortable, you get – you know, you just start playing football again, and then you kind of realize, yeah, they're just bigger, faster, stronger than they were in high school. But, you know, you could play with those guys. And once you kind of become more confident and ready to go, then you just start playing. Yeah. Bill, did you have any sort of, like, physical – challenge like you needed to prove to yourself trying out for d1 soccer that you could keep up with these guys you could compete any stories come to mind well, yeah well I, wa- I walked on oh yeah so uh when, they, when they, as a walk-on you have the walk-on tryouts which are usually after camp starts so i decided i'm going to walk on to camp so i just showed up at camp and told the coaches that i called and the secretary told me to be here this day and she got yelled at and everyone hated me and i didn't even know how to get onto the football field Back then, soccer field was we shared it with the uh, football team. So I had to climb a 10-foot fence, walked in the stadium, and walked down all the stairs towards the field where everyone else was on the field coming down this ramp, and they're all looking up at me like, "What the hell is this thing doing? <laughs> Who <laughs> is this? You just hopped a 10-foot fence. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so that was the, the that, was the, that was the first obstacle was actually getting to the first day of camp. <laughs> yeah. Well, did, so, so you show up. I mean, a guy like me trying to show up and compete with guys who are the best of the best, I probably, 
you know, I, I, I don't belong, but they let me walk on or try out. I yeah. mean, how did you compete? Oh, I didn't. Be- they didn't let me compete much that first day at all. And then I, I made up some story about how I drove, drove from Toronto just to be there this day. <laughs> and it's like I told my parents, I'm, you know, that I was, I was invited to come, and I don't want to upset them. So I, I kind of figured out a way to stick around, and, and it paid off. But uh, you know, it's. That, that was a rough. That was a rough start. I had a bad feeling. I was going home the next day, and and that would have then. Then you can't walk on. Yeah. You know, you can't show up to the real walkout walk-ons then, because everyone's just gonna uh, basically blackball you. But. Well, Bill, you said everybody was uh, in high school. Your coaches, they were all about conditioning. How was your conditioning Great. showing up? Uh, I I was second in everything. There was one guy that was insanely fit. I don't know how he was capable of running the way he ran, but I was always right behind him. Yeah. Sometimes by a minute or two, but no one else was ahead of me. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, you know, and uh, Joe, maybe you can talk about this. What's it like to go into a room where everyone's the best of the best? You know, like, for example, like, how do you set yourself apart? Do you compete, like, I, like in the weight room, or do you just kind of, like, be yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty competitive guy. Yeah. Uh, which has gotten me in trouble sometimes, but... <laughs> uh, no, it, it, you kind of walk in and you, you kind of size yourself up physically with the guys. You're like, all right, do I belong here? Um, you know, I'm not the biggest guy. I'm only 6'2". I came in at like 210 pounds. But I compared decently physically, okay. you know, to, the, to other quarterbacks. Yeah. But then, you, you know, you look across the locker room and there's Khalil Mack standing there and you're like, there's the best of the best, then there's the best of all time standing right there. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing linebacker, you know, he's about to hit you. If you... <laughs> but uh, so that was challenging. Oh. That was that was interesting to see. But no, I mean, yeah, you, you, you kind of mentally go through it and see, all right, can you compete? And then and then one of the first days of camp, I made a throw, uh, just a corner out, and I, and I led the guy, he caught it, whatever. And, and right then I was like, all right, I can play at this level. Okay. Uh, you know, I know I, I belong here. Yeah. And is there so... anybody that you played with that you're surprised is not? Uh, in the NFL are doing better than than they should. You obviously, Mac is there, and yeah, and, Mac's uh, there. Oliver. Bo's there. Yep, Bo Oliver. He's doing extremely well, um, as we knew he would. Um, I played with some great guys yeah. that sometimes just didn't really get the chance. And, and, and playing at the next level is a lot about skill, but a lot about luck too. You know, finding the right spot. Um, so there, yeah, there's a couple guys, but uh, you know, they're all they're all doing what they love to do now. So cool. Yeah. Well, you know, like kind of moving the story along a little bit, you know, was this a dream for you to play in college and maybe get to the point to where you're going to play professionally? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. you know, as soon as that game happened, you know, my sophomore year I was talking about, yeah, I really made it my goal to just go as, as far as I could with this thing. And uh, it's pretty cool. You know, I'm 23 years old and, and I have a chance to chase a childhood dream. Now, there's not many people that can say that at 23. No, not um, at all. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, the NBA thing's not going to work out, but hopefully the NFL does. <laughs> no, that would be cool. Well, yeah, we'll get to that, I'm sure. So, you know, I told you I lost eight games in a row uh, during high school. Did you have any sort of, like, memorable games where maybe it was the first step where you go, hey, uh, similar to that first big pass in practice, like you're like, hey, like I, there's no turning back now. I'm, I'm the quarterback of this team for this school. And, and I need to lead them or take it to the next level. Well, we, uh, <clears throat> I didn't start as a freshman. Um, I came in in some relief duties, and then starter got hurt, and I started the last four games. Um, and we were only uh, – we were one and seven when I got put in, and then we went three and one the last four games. Nice. So that was kind of awesome. And then, uh, you know, I got named the starter for the next season. And then uh, we had a game we played against Toledo. And they were, they were pretty good. Uh, Dave Flewellen was actually the running back who's from Buffalo. He's now mm-hmm. playing for the Titans. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we go down quickly. I think it was like 
31 to, to nothing. Like, so uh, <laughs> Coach Patterson is our quarterback coach at the time, comes up to me at halftime. He goes, all right, Joe, well, we're going to need to extend this game, so we might be throwing the ball a little bit. <laughs> like, <all right>. Extend <laughs> the game. I'm like, all right, perfect, Coach, let's do it. And uh, we went out and we, we came. They, I think it ended up being like 45-41 or something like that, but it was a shootout at the end. You know, we just kept scoring and kept scoring. And I think that's when the guys kind of realized that I could play. Mm -hmm. You know I mean? There's always that one moment where they're like, "All right, this is our guy," and I think that was kind of it. And that's that's the year we went to the bowl game and yeah. and had some success. So I think that was kind of what what turned their heads and made them believe in me. That sounds like sounds like a really cool story to know. Like, all right, after this, I you, you wish there was a game every week. Or, yeah. You know that off season, you just want to yeah. keep getting better. You know, but I was thinking like after that moment, there's probably those people along the way. Oh yeah. That. I naysayers mean, or uh <laughs> you know it's interesting there's they might be naysayers they might be people who encourage you you know uh you can no one ever likes to name names so let's let's keep it positive you know who's one of those people like once you're like in the thick of it that's just encouraging you to keep going they're right here know. they're on her they're on his twitter page and they're all blocking for him <laughs> my, my, yeah my uh well my 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 uh, my family's amazing yes uh, my dad's my dad's something else i'm i'm truly blessed to to have people in my life that believe in me i was actually watching the jim valvano uh special on espn the other day and, mm -hmm. and he was talking about um his dad gave him the greatest gift of all and it was it wasn't anything material or anything but it was him believing in him um and, and that's what my dad does you know he's he's my biggest supporter he's always there he always has believed in me always will and you know, no matter what, no matter if I throw five interceptions or five touchdowns, he's always going to be there waiting for me. And, and that's the same thing with my three sisters and my mom. I'm a mama's boy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm very proud to admit okay, it, too. Okay, okay. You're probably the first person to admit yeah, that. Yeah, I'll, uh... I'll gladly admit it. If you met my mother and, and you, you saw the way she could cook, you'd understand, too. Uh -huh. no. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm extremely close with them, and, and, and my three sisters are great. Um, they're at everything. And, uh, you know, we're, we're each other's biggest fans. So That's pretty special. Yeah, you know, yeah. not a lot of people can tell a story where they have, you know, dad in their corner, mom in their corner. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah, I'm very, very, very lucky. Yeah. Bill, you, you said you drove from Toronto, quote, unquote, to, <laughs> yeah. uh, to well, go. Well, I had to make the drive longer. The longer <laughs> the drive, the harder it is for them to send me home. <laughs> yeah. But were you doing that on your own volition, or were you, you know, was somebody out there encouraging you to pursue sports in college? I mean, uh, no. That was kind of... I woke up and I knew it started the next day, and, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna pack and hit the road." Goodbye to my girlfriend and out. Yeah, just trust your instincts that yeah. this is something that you wanted to yeah. uh, you wanted to give a go. It, it worked out. I, I I don't know how. You know, <laughs> it's still I still look back and I'm like, "What the? It's no way that should have happened." You know, maybe we can talk a little bit, Joe, about the balance between like athlete and student because you know, growing up. My father really wanted me to pursue something in college that would get me a job where I could be stable or I could support my family. Right. And he was trying to maybe gear me towards something like uh, like lawyer or doctor, the yeah. traditional stuff. Yeah. You know, but I found a love for like English and you know education and people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so keeping this whole like athlete story <laughs> like in I, let's put it on the back burner for a second. You know. How you balance in school with all of that, or what? What's your mindset to not not have a backup plan? But do you yeah. know what I'm you know yeah, what no, I'm I know what you're asking. Uh, well, see, my dad, my dad is a high school principal. Okay. So academics is very important in our house. Makes sense. Um, you know, I graduated high school with with pretty good grades. Yeah. Got a pretty good SAT score, and so it was never a challenge to get into college. But then once I got into college, it was you know football, 
they say student athlete, you know, the athlete part second, but I mean, yeah. We all know how it how it goes in college, especially you know, at the Division One level. It's, it's it's flipped. You know, we pretty much work a full time job with football. Yeah. You know, and, and you know they're only allowed I think twenty hours a week with practice and sure. film. That's mandatory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be any good, and if you want to play quarterback, you know you're in there a lot more than that. Yeah. And I was I was in the in the stadium until like 9 30 10 o'clock every night just watching film so it, it is kind of challenging you know balancing the two but once you kind of get in that groove and you prioritize and you use your time well then you're you're fine you kind of get into a rhythm a lot of people out there would agree with that the busier you are the more productive you are oh, the more successful you are and, and the faster time flies though oh that's yeah. true Five, four and a half years of college flew by i know i know i can only imagine you know we always like to ask about those uh those challenges or obstacles or defeats you got a good story that maybe you're better for you know so you know you've talked about the games you've lost yeah. and well, things along those lines i uh i had hip surgery actually after my sophomore year okay yeah i don't know how many <laughs> yeah. people know that yeah I, I tore my labrum in my hip and had a couple bone issues but they shaved shaved the bone down reattached the labrum i thought i was good going into my junior year and i played my whole junior year unhealthy really and it was really bothering me and then so I got another surgery after my junior season going into my senior year, and I finally was healthy my senior year. That's great. But that was challenging. You know, six to eight months of rehab twice. You know, yeah, it, twice. I'm crutching through the snow. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was challenging. And I remember, you know, kind of having a pretty emotional moment with, with my mom after we left the doctors after the second year. Um, and he's, you know, after we made the decision, all right, we're going to get another surgery. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, maybe I'll never be able to, to do this again. Yeah. And it was, it was real, it was emotional. I mean, you know, you, you work your whole life or something and then thinking, all right, my health is going to really get in the way of this. Like that's, that was tough. But, uh, I fought, fought hard to, to become hundred percent again. And, and this is my first off season where I really, I feel great and the hip is no issue whatsoever. And, I'm healthy and oh, just really excited to be healthy. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, people don't see the behind-the-scenes stuff, yeah, especially with, like, the rehab. Yeah. You know, no one seems to, you know, really uh, find too much interest in, like, yeah. knowing that you're, you know, like, flexing your hip or, yeah. you know, heating it up and cooling it down. But it's that behind-the-scenes stuff that really matters. Oh, yeah. I you know? lived in the training room. Yeah. Lived in the training room. Mm-hmm. That's great. I mean, you know, I... I, I haven't told this story. I think I probably should because it's extremely appropriate. But my last football game ever was a homecoming game. And I was 17 years old. I was having the game of my life. I had only had six carries, and I had 103 yards. Oh, wow. I already had, uh, I think, one touchdown. But usually when I tell the story, it's two touchdowns. Two or three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's every time. But it was before halftime, and it was one of those shootout games. But instead of throwing the ball, it was running the ball. So I take my second hand off. I break, like, 68 yards, touchdown. It was amazing. You know, I'm, like, holding the ball in the air like the Statue of Liberty, waiting for the rest of the team to, like, come and catch up and be like, we're in this, guys. And they're like, hey, that's amazing. So they call the exact same play right before halftime. And I'm like, oh, I'm scoring. We're, like, 17 yards out. I take the ball. All of a sudden, it's supposed to be on my left hip, and it's gone. And I just look down. And the ball isn't there, and I sort of follow it, and it is, I had flipped it over my left shoulder, almost rainbow style, and I would fumbled. And I, I don't think I've ever fumbled before, like in a game. And, and I start going, oh, what, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to dive on it and cradle it like a baby. I've, I've done this drill before, let's just dive on it, and you know, we'll, we'll take it from there. I don't know what happened. Well, as I'm diving down, you can sort of picture, like, my right shoulder is going towards the ground, my left 
or excuse me, my right knee has already hit it. Somebody hits me from behind. Dislocate my right hip. Ugh. Felt like someone had ripped my leg off. Ugh. And the coach comes up and he, 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 he goes, hey, you're okay. And I'm just screaming in pain. I'm not swearing. I, I, I don't remember much of this. Um, this shock. is the best slash worst part of the story. Because it was homecoming, we were at an alternative field. And we were playing at the University of Buffalo. And so they call an ambulance. They're going to cart me off. For some reason, there wasn't one there. Well, the ambulance goes to the University of Buffalo field. For some reason, we're not on that field, though. We're on a practice field somewhere else. Oh, Coons Field, probably. Yeah, so, <laughs> so the ambulance oh can't God. find me. I'm on the field for about, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes, just writhing in pain. Now everyone's getting really worried because they're like, why isn't he getting up? Well, I just I can't move my leg right. the way I need to. They finally come and they get me in there and I'm, I'm, I'm holding the trainer's hand and he, he, he told me after the fact, he's like, I think you broke a couple of my fingers like while you're holding my hand. But he held my hand for like 35, 40 minutes and you know they put me out, I guess uh, they popped it back in, but whatever they put me out with at the hospital, my dad was outside the door uh, wondering what's going on and I'm just, again, screaming in pain, but I don't remember this. Yeah. And they, they, they pop it back in. I uh, was on crutches, uh, physical therapy for months. And it was the biggest deal to me to be able to, you know, run track in the spring as like a reward to myself yeah. to say, hey, I, I can still do it. But that was my that was my crazy football memory. I never heard that. Game of my life, you know, game of my life. I love love telling the story, but last last play of my football career. Did you end up winning the game? We lost the game. Uh, well, they lost their running back. <laughs> oh, you want to know what? There was a there was a third string running back who was on vacation that day. His mom took him on a trip to uh, like yeah, see grandpa. That's, that's what you do at homecoming. Oh, yeah, right. Well, <laughs> it was a shootout. I guess it was like <laughs> it was Amherst though. Oh, it was like you know forty one to forty four. We lost by a little bit. That's the thing. That's afraid. I wake up and my dad's like, "You okay?" I go, "Did we win did the we game?" Win? Yeah. That's the most important part. Oh, <laughs> and I was so upset we didn't win. Uh, but how uh, was the zoo? The other guy went to. Was it nice? Oh, the zoo? Yeah, and then what where the other, the other running back went? Oh, the other, I don't know. I never asked him. <laughs> he was a good player. Oh. It was his mom's fault. But, oh, you know, these obstacles are to feature better for. I, I was very humbled after that experience. You know, in, in, in the rehab room, I was writing thank you letters to all my coaches, things of that nature. Any of these little uh, obstacles or defeat? Do you learn a little lesson, like, yeah, from them? Yeah, absolutely. Any, anything come to mind for that? The... <clears throat> the, well, the hip was was brutal. But my freshman year, when I wasn't named the starter, Coach Patterson came out to me and was like, you know, when when something when you're faced with adversity, you have two options: either you know, either be uh, what did he say exactly? Determined to overcome it was the the final you know thing that I needed to, to do, or I could you know be defined by it or de determined to overcome it. I like that. Yeah. So that was his kind of. That's good advice. Yeah, advice to me, and, and I kind of always ran with it. I have it written in my phone, and I'll kind of always refer back to that. Oh, I love that. That's the same coach that asked you to extend the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He coached at Iowa for like 25 years with with Coach Fry back then. He was like the OC back then, and he's been around for forever. Cool. He just retired actually. He was at UConn these past two years. You know, I think it's it's time to kind of look ahead a little bit. This is probably the exciting part, the unknown part, but, you know, we call it current business. Sometimes we'll be talking to people who uh, just opened a business and they're excited about expansion. We'll be talking to an entertainer who's excited about touring around. You know, looking ahead, what's uh, something that's just currently exciting you? Uh, well, the opportunity to, to make this dream into reality. Oh, I, yeah. I was talking to my dad about, you know, seeing an NFL jersey with our name on the back of it. Oh. I mean, how cool would that be? 
That'd be, be cool. Yeah, just, just that alone. What? I mean, oh, yeah, seeing yeah. that, I mean, that'd be pretty amazing. Yeah, seeing Lakata on one. <laughs> on a jersey, yeah, it'd be awesome. So special. It would be very special. You know, uh, being that it's sports, do you see it tiered? And let me explain. Like, okay, so I'm excited about seeing that jersey. Then if I can get there, then I'm excited about this. Yeah. What, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you set goals. I mean, once you once you attain a goal, then you set a higher goal. And, you know, that that's my first goal is seeing that, that name on the back of a jersey. Oh, that, uh, that is pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Do you have a vision for yourself in the near future then with the way uh, things like this work? I know it's different for everybody. I mean, if, if you could write your own story or... You know, um, I mean, anyone who gives me an opportunity, that's that's really all it comes down to, a fair opportunity. And, and once I get into a camp, then it's all on me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've got a lot of confidence in myself that I could get the job done. So I just hope someone has enough faith in me to bring me in and, and see what I can do. And I, then I'll run with it when it comes. It's an exciting time of year, yeah. We'll definitely keep people posted on, on your progress and Absolutely. success. Thank you. That'll be great. When they're bringing you in for these, uh, I guess, tryouts yeah. or, or they're inviting you just to, like, work out for them, you know, do you have a vision of, of what that's like? Like, what's the perfect workout? Or Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had a chance to... Uh, throw for a couple NFL teams and you know I got to take over a couple of the workouts and really show what I wanted to show and uh, my knock coming out was being able to throw the ball downfield and all that stuff so I made a script that you know 25 of my 40 throws were downfield nice. I just wanted to address my so-called weakness and make it into a strength of mine so I've been working really hard to, to try to not let anyone say anything anything bad about me just because you know that's this is hopefully my job for the rest of my life. That, yeah. It's crazy to think about. I mean, you know, playing I, a sport could be your job. Yeah. And I would never really look at it as a job. You know, it's I love it, so it's not considered work for me. But, you know. It's a, definitely an interesting career, though. Yeah, they, it really is. They don't is. really say anything bad about you unless they think they're in commercial break. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, some of the things. Who was that? <laughs> Who would they do that to? Oh, the, the announcers? In the combine, they thought they were in break. and they started Oh, making, they were uh, killing guys at yeah. the combine. It was bad. And they start talking bad. smack about some of the guys when they think yeah. they're not on the air, and it's actually on the air. I don't know. You can't be doing stuff like that, you know? No, it's brutal. It's, 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 uh, you know, two things you mentioned in the interview, though, Joe, is the uh, the support from the family, yep. you know, and then maybe things like, uh, like uh, you know, a knock on you. So how do you deal with those two things, you know, looking ahead to the future? Meaning, one, you're going to be away from family, maybe, if you're playing for an NFL team or a professional team anywhere. And then, two, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, how do you deal with these people, man? Well, <laughs> Coach, Coach Kurzansky told me one time in high school, for every one person that loves you, there's ten that hate you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so my family is, you know, there's five other people in my family, so that's 50 people that hate me. <laughs> that's a lot of people. Oh, but that's, uh, that's hilarious. No, my, uh, it's funny you ask, you ask those two together because I've always been okay with people hating me. I mean, it is what it is. It, if people hate you, it means you're doing something right, I guess. Yeah. But my sister Claire doesn't do too well with people hating on her brother. <laughs> so we were playing against Hamburg my junior year, and we were seven and seven and zero or whatever it was going into the game. Nice. And uh, we were playing bad, real bad. And uh, they they had the lead, and they start chanting "overrated" at me. Oh. And Claire lost it, <laughs> so she ran over to the other stands and. You know, said some stuff and, and almost got into a fight with a dad, I guess. So, oh, but she, uh, you know, I always tell her, relax. It's all right. I can handle it. I'm, a, you know, I'm, a, I'm good enough to handle Is Claire the shorter one? No, no, no. Claire, Claire I'm is I'm looking the, at all of them here. Claire is, 
that one on the left. They yeah, definitely right. got to yeah. go check out Joe's Twitter. He's got the whole family. Yeah, there. Claire, uh, Claire would be the left tackle if, if we had to there make a go. football <laughs> team because she can. Uh, she she's the most protective out of all of us, definitely. And then Rachel's the oldest, and Grace is the youngest. Yeah. Do you see uh, living uh, like away from family as a little bit of an obstacle for the lifestyle you're like looking into? Absolutely. Uh, it is a challenge, and that, that was one of the reasons why I stayed home to play to play in college was to kind of have that family support. But you know, if the a team in California wants me to come play for them. I'm not going to say no. Yeah, they, obviously that'd be awesome. And mom and dad get to go to California. Yeah, my vacation. my dad already said he's buying a condo wherever I go. So, <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's great. What advice do you give? Let's say even the local kids here, uh, Williamsville South, any of the schools here that want to follow in your footsteps, kind of well, do the same thing. First what? of all, no no dream is too big, because um, anything can happen. I mean, there's been a lot of people that have made it from. You know every type of background, and then uh, you know a quote. My dad, I'm a big quote guy. Uh, I read a lot of books, and every time I see a quote, I write it down on my phone. And nice. I've got a whole thing in my notes of quotes. But my dad, you know, basketball guy, like I mentioned, he always told us, "Shoot to get hot, shoot to stay hot." And I guess it, you know, when I was younger, I was all right, just keep shooting, you know, in basketball. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. And I kind of like have made that my motto um, in life, and it's like shoot to get hot. So you know, you're shooting, you're 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 working to attain success right and once you attain that success you shoot to stay hot so you keep working to sustain that success so it's kind of been like you know just work cool you know? and that's kind of, i guess my that makes sense biggest uh piece of advice yeah that's great advice i mean people out there who like think you know i'll, I'll start tomorrow no start today yeah. and then keep it going just keep tomorrow. going and even if you don't you know shoot to get hot shoot to stay hot even if you miss your first six shots yeah. Keep shooting. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, Keep just, shooting. Yeah. And, and no, what would you say? No no dream is too big? No dream's too big. I like that. I like that a lot. Our producer was outside in the rain trying to get pictures from the uh, <laughs> parking lot here. How did that go? <laughs> <laughs> that's too much, Claire. That's all right. Well, you know, uh, Joe, I want to thank you for doing the show. Oh, my I pleasure. think this was amazing. A lot of people are going to be interested to hear your your backstory. And like I said, you know, we'll uh, and I'm sure people can you know keep up to date with you, um, you know, on Twitter or social media. I want to get, plug that one more time where they, uh, they sure. can find you or follow you. It's uh, Joe Licata one six. Absolutely. It's my name and number. Yeah, you know, and follow follow Joe online, and then that way you can you know stay up to date with his progress and success. I'm sure you post some behind the scenes photos on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, post some and, stuff and. You know, oh, it's good. Try to have a good time with it. Oh, absolutely. Well, guys, this has been another fantastic episode of uh, Guys Telling Stories. Joe, thanks again for doing the show. Yeah, thank you very My much. My pleasure. Thank All you. Right. All right. I'm Rich Douglas. I'm Bill Easton. All right, guys. Until next time. All right, guys. There it is. Our interview with Joe Licata. What a guy, Bill. He's pretty... Um, he's solid. He's yeah, solid. He, I mean, he's he's the type of guy, when, when we met him at the restaurant, you could probably hear there was people there. He walks in. And he just had a presence about him. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like head turned. He, he seemed to know everybody. <laughs> They're shaking hands. And he walks right up. And guys, honestly, after the interview, too, he's a real stand up guy. He, he offered to help us. Clean us. Up. Yeah, he, he's helping us clean up and you know, pack up the podcast equipment. Nobody else is doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he's awesome. And, you know, I got a feeling his journey's not over. And, you know, we're looking to keep up with him and, and, and update you if, if anything else in the future. Um, you know, takes hold, and, and Joe, we're rooting for you. Yeah. So, uh, Sean. Sean. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Sean. There he is. <laughs> what were you In this episode, you were outside. You walked outside the bar, 
and tried taking pictures through the window. Did any of those uh, come out? He's uh, <laughs> he's nodding. These Sean, this is one of the first episodes where Sean was taking a ton, a ton of pictures. So definitely check out our social media uh, for those behind the scenes pictures. We'll be putting those on Instagram. And also, that reminds me, don't forget, if you want more Joe Licata, we have his short story special. It's funny, and it shows the comical side of being an NCAA athlete and some of the restrictions that uh, go along with that. Yeah, so it's, I pretty, it's good. I, I don't want to give it. away. Yeah. Especially for free. Yeah, it's free. Just go so like our page. Go like our page. We'll post it there and have a listen and enjoy. If you enjoy it, you can find the rest of them at our Patreon page. And uh, just go to guystellingstories.com and click on that link. Yeah, that would be great, too. So, as always, you can subscribe to the show. And until next time, I'm Rich Douglas. And I'm Bill Easton. <laughs>